Uh, welcome to Metacast, uh, our podcast, all about the long ago show now, about 20 years old, uh, show Metabots. Uh, our guest for this episode is Rob Tinkler, uh, known for playing quite a few characters, uh, but probably most notably uh, Spike, Sea Slug, Cyan Dog, Crosser Dog, and uh, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm super Thanks excited about this. Rarely do people ask me about Metabots, but actually <laughs> Metabots... It means a lot to me uh, because uh, it actually is one of the shows I started writing on. Uh, I started out as an actor on it. And then um, I actually approached uh, the producers and was like, I mean, you read enough scripts. You sort of go, I can write one of these. Yeah. And so I went up to the producers after after we recorded and I said, uh, oh, can I would you can I write a can I write an episode? And their faces just like went ashen and they looked scared, terrified. Oh, my God. The actor wants to write what do we do what do we do and the eyes darting and i'm like i'm picking up on it but i'm like okay i'm just gonna ride this up i'm, I'm gonna ride out the discomfort and uh they were like well why don't why don't you write a, a spec script for us and for those of you who don't know the a spec script is like a sample episode you don't get paid for it it's like basically saying free um oftentimes as a writer you'll write a spec script for an idea that you have that nobody's bought yet and you want to sell and uh, this uh, was uh, free work for them. So th- I wrote it and they're like, well, we'll do this episode. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know, we'll let you know. But it's a pretty full roster right now. And so I wrote one and they were like, this is great. Do you want to do another one? And then they just kept going. And then I, I moved to the States and I was working on it when I was in, in LA and, and it, was, it was a really fun time. So I was able to sort of, it was my first experience being on both sides of the studio glass and the recording side and the and the writing side, which gives you insights into, you know, you're like, oh, how do, you know, as a performer, you read a script and you're like, well, why, you know, why, why would they say it that way? And oftentimes in anime, it's, it's adapted, you know, from, yeah. from Japanese. So sometimes they do what makes it, what, what fits. Um, and so I have become a stickler when I'm working on an adapted script for like, making sure the ins and outs fit the sentences are closed you you know sometimes they'll this is a classic thing am i talking too much i've already started i'm talking way oh, too much <laughs> okay <laughs> that'll happen um just say shut up if i if i keep oh. going or, or for you're like okay this is getting a little boring but they, they will do like you know they'll be like two clearly the japanese original japanese will be two sentences and they will they will just pop put a pause in the middle of the sentence they'll be like you i wouldn't do that if i were you you shouldn't go like they'll even like do a run on sentence and it it makes me nuts bad bad dubbing makes me nuts bad script adaptation makes me nuts and it's usually the adaptation the script adaptation because they get a direct translation from Jap- from Japanese into English then they go this this doesn't flow we got to make it flow and then they end up like you know we'll we'll have like mouth flaps they'll fill with like laughs at the end of a sentence you shouldn't do that ha 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 and it's like he's not laughing he's not laughing. But yeah. so those things always made me really nuts. And so I have become a stickler and and I'm on a show and the scripts are and I'm like, you guys need to spend more time ahead of time because you'll save time in the studio when you're recording. Recording costs a lot of money because you're on, on the engineer's time. But uh, anyway, that was uh, that was my first, <laughs> first experience. I love it, though. It's it's fun. So it actually does mean a lot to me. I mean, it means look at this. Look at this. Nice. I got a little toy, a little toy. I got one in the package that I haven't taken out in 20 years and one out of the package that I play with. 
Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That's my cyan dog. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it was a it was a real like fun show that I think at least like in New Zealand it hit at the perfect time where kids were just like into it. They wanted the toys, they exchanged the parts off them. They were all over the place. Um, what was it? I guess like working on Metabots. Were you uh, in the studio with other people? Were you recording individually? No, we tended to record individually. You go in, you do your thing, but um, and 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 they basically you know, there, there are several different ways that they can dub. One is, uh, I can't remember. What did they do? Did they do beeps with, uh, they have beeps where you're like just listening for beeps and, and then you start speaking and you're watching the screen as you try to match lips. And then they have other ones that are more like a karaoke system where, um, it's like, you know, it, the words sort of light up and, and, and the words go by as you, and so it's, you know, you're trying to follow with the words and that's sort of fun. And then the old way that they used to have, I did Sailor Moon. That was like, that was like my very first, first voice gig. And they would have it on a, a, a film, like a, like a movie film, but clear. And it was handwritten in cursive so that they could stretch out like, have you, you see, so you could really match the, and that was accurate but the pre-production on that was super expensive very time consuming you needed somebody with good handwriting <laughs> but yeah like that was that was like how we started there but I, i've done all different sort of systems but it's it is fun um the show i'm working on now bakugan they record we're, we're kind of doing it simultaneously with japan they record first obviously but like even before it's released, we they they send us the episodes, we dub them, and so it's like almost simul released. But they have an amazing system where they have a big studio with like seven people in the room, whoever's in the scene, and they all they're holding their scripts, and they all just sort of dip in to the mic. They dip into the mic and dip out. Dip in, say their line, and dip out. Dip in, and and they're none of them are wearing shoes, and they all just sort of like, it's and it's it's like beautiful. It's like from from the side, it looks like like this, and it's like this this motion thing. It's incredible. We don't do that. We're not magical like that. <laughs> we just go, and I'll say my line, and then try to fit everything in, and and get it done before it stops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you you voice multiple characters as well. Uh, yeah, and I guess with Spike and Cyan Dog, right? You you communicate. We were a team. Yourself. We were a team, and. <laughs> You know, Spike was like super loyal to Cyan Dog and, you know, he always like put in the monkey metal. I don't know. That thing destroyed Cyan Dog. Uh, ultimately, he became Crosser Dog. But um, I don't know why, what Spike's thinking. He just wasn't a very bright guy, but he was earnest. He was like one of the, you know, of the team that he was on the bad team, the screws under Samantha. He just was always trying to like impress Samantha and like, you know, he's such a little toady and uh you know, but it was fun to sort of then go shift into Cyan Dog, who was a little bit less emotive and, and more matter of fact. And, be, you know, he's like, are you going to kill me this time? <laughs> but it, uh, it was fun. The direction was, was really good. It was one of the, one of the better anime shows that we worked on. Um, Toronto has a pretty good, I know there's like Toronto, Vancouver, and then in Texas, I guess Funimation, they do, they have a little uh, pocket of, of talent there and they do a bunch of shows and Toronto sort of fell out of favor for a little while because I, I guess we kind of blew it. I was not a part of that. I say we as in the row we, 
Um, and so it took a while to get back. Um, I guess Spin Master, which is a toy company, made a deal with with um, with a company in Japan to produce toys and to make shows. And so it's it's like it is. It really feels like a co-production, unlike a lot of shows where you kind of come across it years later. Like when I first started doing Bakugan, the first season of Bakugan, you know, I think that had been already on the air for like three or four years um, in in Japan. But this feels feels new. And Metabots, Metabots felt a little old. It was almost like at a time when they, you know, you get these producers who go to Japan, find these shows, find these little nuggets mm-hmm. of that they knew would translate and that uh, it would it would work internationally because not everything does. Mm-hmm. And uh, they knew it it had like a you know an international feel and and that kids would just love to to play it. They would love to play it and watch it and then watch and play what they watched and and that sort of thing. If you've got the the two characters in the same scene, do you record all of one and then all of the other? Or are you jumping between them? I, I, you know, initially they would be like, okay, we're going to do all of Spike and then we'll do Cyan Dog. And then, you know, I think on episode three, I was like, can we just, uh... and they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. I have no problem shifting gears between voices. They were concerned about voice bleed that my my spike voice would sound like my cyan dog voice, and it would just sort of uh, shift. But but I was able to di- di- differentiate it through, you know, pitch and and tone, and making it more you know making some of Spike's more reads more staccato so that the character separation felt more specific. But I liked it. Uh, I liked it, and I would, and and I liked it because I got out of there faster. I mean, I love playing the characters, but I actually like getting out of the studio as fast as possible. Mm. If I can do something in twenty minutes, like I like that. <laughs> that's that's what I like. Yeah. Uh, did you obviously you got the toys? So you watched the show back after it was uh, all finished? Uh, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Uh, I, you know why? Because I don't think it aired. I was living in LA at the time, and I don't think it aired in LA right away. And so I wasn't, I wasn't really able to see it. I, I saw it when I would come home at Christmas and things like that. Um, occasionally I, you know, be able to catch a glimpse of it, like with my nieces and nephews. And then they'd be like, no, let's watch something else. And I'd be like, no, 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 but I, it's hard to argue. I'm on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm on this show. Don't you want to hear my voice? And they kind of look at you like, no. And I'm like, I can hear your voice right now. Uh, okay <laughs> you'll understand one day or maybe you won't and that's probably for the best because it means you got <laughs> like other yeah. things going on do you typically watch back stuff that you're in um you try to i i kind of try to avoid i mean i've gotten used to it there was a time when i hated it because you're like i i don't know if you've ever experienced this where you like hear the sound of your own voice and you're like huh? It's like you, you you feel like you sound all bassy and then you hear your voice and you sound all high. Like you're like, what? My voice isn't that high because it's resonating inside your head. And so, but I, I got over that pretty quickly. But I, I, you know, some things I don't mind. Some things uh, I do mind. Some things I don't have the time. Now I've got kids and I try to get them to watch shows that I've been on. And, you know, sometimes they're interested and sometimes they're not. Like they're watching, I guess they're watching Bakugan right now. and It's on Netflix here and um but like uh other shows the day my butt went psycho which i, I think it was a copro with australia anyway um they had they had no interest i'm like but i play a butt i'm the butt i'm deuce the butt we don't care daddy <laughs> it's like <laughs> all right 
All right, you'll be doctors and lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, they're more important. Yeah, more important things. More important things. Yeah, because I know I I played. Uh, it was the first two episodes of Metabots recently for my like ten year old cousin. It was a couple okay. of months ago, and like he was still Does it into hold it. Up? Yeah, yeah, he was still in the the quality in terms of like the image quality was probably the only thing that. But the writing, yeah. the acting, and everything held up for him. Was it widescreen or was it just squared off? Like it was squared. Yeah, of course. Um, that's usually that. That's immediately my kids are like this. This is this is old, isn't it? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> They're like, because yeah. you can see the black bars at the side of the screen. Um, yeah. but I, I find those things do hold up, and it's because they're so beautifully animated and. You know, there, there, and yet there's such economy with the animation. They, if they, they'll, they'll really play on stillness, or they'll just have like one frame beautifully painted, and they'll push in slowly on it. But that evokes more emotion in the characters and things like that. That's. So, uh, you've played a. I'm going to use air quotes around hero uh, with Spike, yes. <laughs> uh, and a and a villain with Sea Slug, uh, both on Metabots. Do you prefer? playing the sort of good guy the bad guy i like playing i like i don't know i'm torn I, you know what but i like you know Sp spike is i guess he's a hero he's not a hero oh. he's uh, middle ground great yeah but middle ground but like i've played like straight ahead heroes and they're not so interesting because you just got to keep your voice really straightforward and everything is good and come on we can well actually no i was jinga hagana uh, hagane and um in beyblade and so for that i you know but they were actually taking me down they're like okay he's uh like you're you're too energized and i'm like yeah but like look i'm because i'm looking at the artwork i'm looking i'm following I'm like look at his face he's like his mouth is like bah, bah, bah. and uh they were always like no but he's cool he's cool and i'm like okay so in terms of energy, villains are way more fun to play because you can, you know, really play with the hills and valleys, you reeds and really be evil and come up with evil laughs and things like that that are so fun. Um, but uh, so if given the two, but then the heroes, everyone likes the heroes. Everybody likes, <laughs> they like the heroes. So I don't know. I'm split. I'm split. Yeah. Both. I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic in that regard. I just go, okay, well, you um, I do like being able to play villains and heroes on the same show. That I love because it's uh, it's like a gear change. You just um, it, it scratches a creative itch where you just feel like you come out of a session where you've played good people and bad people, and you're like, ah, it's Miller time. <laughs> now I, I've I've felt every emotion I can feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um... Yeah. You obviously Metabots ages ago, uh, mm -hmm. Sailor Moon back there as well, Bakugan Beyblades. Mm -hmm. The list goes on for the number of roles you've had. Uh, how has the the voice acting industry changed since back then? How has it changed? It it hasn't. It hasn't really changed all that much. Well, I think well the parts have changed. They're they're you know they obviously. Uh, and rightfully so made more parts for people of color and um, and women, starting with women and then more people of color, which is like, yeah, that's, you know, for sure how it should be. Um, and so it's changed in the writing in that regard, open, getting new voices, new creators and things like that. Um, but, but a lot of the system, like, okay, so this mic, this is like 
the Newman, the Newman U87. <laughs> I, I, I just got this and I was looking it up and it's been around since the 60s. <laughs> they haven't changed it since the 60s. So, and, and I didn't, I wasn't around when they were recording on tape. It was always, it was, it's always been digital since, since I've been around. So, um, so it hasn't really, there hasn't been a sea change. It hasn't really been a shift. I'm told when I run into the, like the really old voice actors, they're like, oh, the money's, oh, the money used to be great. Now it's not great. And I'm like, oh, it's, I, I don't, it's okay. Uh, I, ha, I don't know the difference. So, um, but it, it, there's something beautiful about it. It hasn't really changed all that much. And it's so simple that even through the COVID pandemic, everyone's working at home. I'm working at home. That's a change, I guess, that I'm working at home. But it's the, the, the nuts and bolts of it haven't changed. The animators have all been sent home. And, but they can work from home. And that's the beauty of it. You know, I think we're going to see a lot more animation in the coming months because... That's the one thing they can't like open a, a film studio and have live actors like in, in intermingling with each other. And so, but we can still animate and people can still record on their, you know, on their own. So, yeah. Mm. I don't uh, know. When, what drew, what drew you out? Let, let's, let's turn the oh, tables. Oh, no. <laughs> what, what, what drew it was metabot. What was your first experience with anime? Like what was your first show? Like what did you first start watching? I, I think it was it was all around that same time. So there was Metabots, there was Battle Beat 'em On, okay, uh, and weirdly uh, Tokyo Mew Mew. Uh, yeah. But it's like what whatever was on Sunday morning in in New Zealand, right? Um, and that's just you, you caught it, you enjoyed it, um, and it was just it was different. Uh, Metabots was funny, and as a child, that uh, uh, tickled. That's the writing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the writing. We try. I I tried to make it funny. That was the thing. I was like, oh, how do I, how, like this? We can make these characters funny. We can make them wry. We can make them sarcastic. We can say things. We can say the same thing. There was some things though that they had me change. They're like, we can't do this in North America. There was like um, an episode that was a marriage date where like this older businessman was dating somebody quite a, a, a girl that was young and I, and they were like, we can't just have her showing him around the library. No, uh, the museum. Show him around the museum. I was like, okay. But that was, you know. So, but generally speaking, you try not to to, to change too much, to affect too much um, what they did originally. And and I think um, Japanese companies got more like, no, 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 we don't want to, we don't want to change too much. Keep the names. Like before, I think years ago, they would anglify the names and now they... Well, even Spike, Spike had his name in Japanese is like Iwo or something like that. So then I guess they were looking for that one syllable mouth flap name, Spike. Mouth flap. It matches Spike. You're Spike. That sounds tough. That sounds like a little weaselly. So go for it. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. I remember seeing like anime for the first time and going, what is this? This wasn't super friends you, you know like this this looked really good you know but the but the mouth the mouth matching i was always like mm, how come they're not saying the words right why aren't they saying the words right like i'm talking if in a line that they make an o i tried to find a alternative so that the to match the lips like you try you try you don't always sometimes it's just you you, you know this is the banana the gorilla has handed you. 
and so you you deal with it but you try your best you're, you're fixing i guess the mistakes that you saw uh when you were watching it you're trying to yeah. improve it and make it better. i, rem- I remember watching like what was i watching like maybe astro boy or something and being like this does not match this uh, this doesn't match like the, it's just he's not people don't talk at that speed they don't ha ha, ha they don't do that um and it bugged me but mm. i still was compelled by how beautiful it was and even the sound of the voice like i like the quality of the voices but yeah. i guess i was always drawn to animation i was always listening to voices and like when i'd watch old uh looney tunes cartoons bugs bonnie i could tell when mel blank when there was a cartoon with mel blank and when there was like joe alaski i was like no 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 it's close no uh, if we if we're looking back and we're going, do you remember a specific line or scene or something that you really enjoyed uh, during your time with Metabots or something you wrote maybe? Uh, there was like one. I actually put it on my my demo reel because I loved it and I wrote it and I loved it and it was like this, you know, it was the classic, you know, episode like closure of the episode as it's slowly fading out. It was like Spike like begging Samantha to like like just totally bootlick like just can i do this can i do that can i do this what about that boss Boss! and then like fade to black and i loved i just loved that and i was like i'm putting that on my reel (laughs) um but i've since updated it because square yeah that's the the downside yeah just uh stretch it and blur on the sides yeah but it was a fun voice i miss i miss i haven't used that I haven't used that. Sometimes, you know, you, you try not to do the same voice twice. You're like, okay, that voice is retired. But Spike was peripheral. Maybe maybe there'll be a little hint of him in some 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 other characters. Who knows? It's been 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> you can bring him out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, outside of uh, Metabots, across anime, across cartoons, uh, mm-hmm. all of it, uh, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? You know, one of the very first series that I did, original animated series I did, because it started dubbing, uh, was a show called Sam and Max Freelance Police. It was created by Steve Purcell, was based on the games. And it was, I think, done through Fox Media. And I can't remember the, the other company that was involved, but it was the writing on this show was like, I was like, oh, this is great. It's so funny. And even like on Twitter, people, fans of the show, fans of Sam and Max, find it on YouTube. You can find all the episodes on YouTube and they track me down. Or or I just see random clips of like some of the funny, really super edgy things um, that, that the characters said. He was just a really great, fun character, looked really cool, big white rabbit big teeth, like big toothy smile. And uh, and I've still sort of kept in touch with the creator, Steve Purcell. He was, uh, when I was in California, he uh, he was at Pixar. And so he was working on, I guess this was a few years ago, but it was uh, The Brave. And so he gave me a tour of Pixar and I was like, he, it was sort of like our careers had both like sort of gone. Um, 
and so it was really nice to see that he's he in and oh and now they're coming out with um the toys so i've ordered those toys so that that is probably my favorite and that's that predates metabots even that's square on youtube that's square (laughs) not rectangle square yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I like that. There's so there's so many so many fun things. Like, you know, I did. There's ones that have for younger kids that I've done. Like Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that. I'm the thing thing one and thing two and fish, and that's you know been going on for like twelve years or something. And and that's always really good fun. Lots of characters. Cyber Chase, which is actually a PBS show. It's like math based. I, I read the scripts and I'm like, I don't understand what I'm teaching today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I'm doing this episode because I'm learning at the same time as I'm teaching as a voice actor, not a mathematician. No. Um, but fun characters that are like based on like, you know, you know, other 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 characters I've seen. I'll, I'll, I'll hear a voice. I'll hear something. I'll hear. I'll hear a voice and I'll be like, oh yeah, like um, there was an old show, an old sitcom called All in the Family. It was like even before me, my time way back. But I remember like my my parents or my grandparents watching and it had this couple, this old couple, Archie Bunker and Edith. And I remember the the guy, my counterpart on Cyber Chase, he, he sort of sounded like Archie Bunker. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to be Edith. I'll be Edith. And so I'm like, you know, I do this voice like this. Oh, Archie, you know. And so, and he's like, oh, that was good. And I went, Edith and Archie Bunker. And he's like, oh, I know that. And so then he pushed up the Archie. And so then, and they had no idea. And then the show had been on for like three years. And then the producer's like, I don't know. How'd you come up with those voices? I was like, they're Edith and Archie Bunker. Haven't you noticed? And they're like, oh my God, no. What? Oh my God. It's crazy. There's a new show that I'm doing, Alien TV. That's really fun. Um, the characters like uh, my version, an alien gibberish speaking version of, um, Leslie Nope, uh, Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec. <laughs> so okay. sort of like very earnest and I, you know, I'm playing a reporter and, and, and it's, but it's all. Um, that's, I think on Netflix, I think that's on Netflix down under because, or Sky, is there Sky TV? Do you have Sky? Yeah, we have something? Sky. Yeah, Sky. So I think it's on Sky because it started airing there and it starts airing here uh, in North America in August, August uh, 11th or something like that. So, so yeah, no, there's, 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 there's lots going on. It's a great way to make a living. I highly recommend it. Um, you can wear your jammies to work, especially <laughs> now. Yeah, I would just show up in my jammies. They'd be like, oh, okay, that's a little weird, but okay. We don't have to see you. But now I'm like, forget it. Nobody ever says you. It's fine. No. No. Uh, and uh, I think you are working on a couple of things at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of that, you got a podcast, graphic novel stuff? Yes, I got. Uh, okay, so I did uh, I did this podcast uh, last year. Uh, it was like a Christmas podcast. I wanted to do this again. You make your own stuff. I wanted to do a feature film. I wrote this feature film uh, called Eight Tiny Reindeer. And then I got impatient because... You know, you got to sell it and get people to buy it and stuff like that. And so I'm like, I'm going to do it as a podcast. I'm going to do it as a 24 episode podcast that gets released every day through the month of December. And it ended up being a big success. And I was approached by a publisher called Kids Can Press, who are, they're now, they're like, let's do this as a graphic novel. 
So I'm like, great. So that's what I'm working on now. Authoring stuff, which is a new evolution in my career. And since, um, since uh, COVID's been on, I'm at home with the kids and they're, I'm in the studio a lot. And they're like, what daddy, what's going on in there? What are you doing? What are you doing? I hear you yelling. What's going on? What's going on? I'm like, get in here. Let's do this. So we came up with a little concept. It's called kids of the future. And it's another narrative, like situational comedy. It's a dad who's visited by his two children from the future. They come back from the future, basically to fix him of all his faults uh, so that they can actually be born. And uh, it's my, my kids' voices are really cute and sweet. Uh, and they've enjoyed the process of learning how to do voiceover. I've really enjoyed teaching it. And it's really fun storytelling. So you can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all the places, all the usual suspects. Um, yeah. How long until so want, uh, both your kids have a reel? You know, if they showed an interest, they've showed an interest in this, but they want to do this. I have other friends who are actors who've gotten, their kids want to do it. They want to audition. I brought my kid along. He was homesick, you know, maybe because he wasn't feeling so great, but he was homesick. And so I had to bring him to a gig and it was a really quick gig. It was like a two liner thing. And they, they were like, put the headphones on him. And they put the headphones and he went up to the mic and they're like, do you want to say a line? And he was like, no. So not so interested yet. Um, but you know, I, I don't, I'm not so keen to push it on them. They, 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 they like the storytelling. They like, um, subjecting me to painful things which is what always happens in every episode the i get lit on fire or fall out of a tree house or get attacked by rabid raccoons or something like that so it's it's a very and they they like that uh, aspect of it but if they did i want to i would make we would work on a demo reel but they don't even want to listen to daddy's cartoons yeah <laughs> well maybe so, if we maybe if we reboot metabots 16 by 9 rectangle okay. Uh, that's it you trick them that first episode you wreck you do like the tinny theme song it's going and then you widen and then it comes into stereo and dolby and then you're like ah, it's back but better do that yeah and you'd be down to to redo your voice stuff oh 100 if they'd have me for sure oh god yeah it'd be amazing and uh, I guess if people want to get in touch with you, uh, your social media. I'm on social media. I'm uh, Instagram, HeroComplex.ca, which is also the name of my website. Um, and uh, I'm R- at Artunes on Twitter. So those are, those are the places to catch me. Sweet. Well, thanks a lot for having a chat to us today. Oh, this has been the best time. I'm sorry that I just talked at you for an hour. Oh, no, it's been <laughs> super 40. insightful like okay uh, all the as long as i i just I, I just hope people came away with something like that they can now go and apply and look if you have questions voiceover questions shoot me a a, a message on on twitter i'll i'll try to if it's a, a quick answer if i can point in the right direction i'm very happy to do that Excellent. i'll uh have a good day and uh hopefully uh you can record some more voice gigs soon yeah man thank you so much this was a lot of fun Thank <laughs> you.